0: This episode is brought to you by Serve HQ. Train your ministry volunteers, leaders, and new members online, fast, and easy with Serve HQ. Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, thanks for listening to Leading Simple. So grateful to have you with us. Today, we've got a special guest that's gonna walk us through an incredible tool that helps all of our churches train leaders and volunteers. In fact, they are our sponsor this month. ServeHQ.Church is available for you to get resources uploaded that you can share with your potential leaders and train them right there on the privacy of their home, in their car, watching from their phone. This is a great, great resource. Every church leader knows that having trained and engaged volunteers is essential, but it's so difficult to get them trained. Well, now you don't have to beg them to come out to the church between 9 and 12 on a Saturday morning. Now you can send them to a website where you have already uploaded the training videos. They can watch this on their own time and show up prepared and ready to go. Go to servehq.church for more. Well, today our guest is the founder of Serve HQ. He is an incredible leader, a guy by the name of Scott Magdalene, and he's going to help us make recruiting volunteers simple. So grateful to have you with us on the podcast. Here we go. Well, we have a chance to have a lot of uh, stars on the podcast from film to TV to uh, uh, the pastor world. Today, we have a descendant of Mary Magdalene. (laughs) Scott Magdalene, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, What a family tree you must have. And obviously, all kidding aside, but uh, (laughs) hey, buddy, uh, (laughs) it's great to finally meet you. I've heard about you for years and heard about what you're doing for years and excited to finally... uh, to see you and talk to you. So thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. And it's a blessing to be here. Happy to see, see if I can share anything that's I've gleaned over the years with you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, help our listeners know a little bit about who you are, a little bit of your life journey, uh, and uh, why you choose to live in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: <laughs> I don't know that. I think Jacksonville chose me, but... <clears throat> oh,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I love Jacksonville. I went away, went away to school, to Bible college, and then came to, back to Jacksonville because... It's a uh, it's a nice place to live, um, but I went to co- Bible college and then after Bible college, uh, uh, went to Liberty for some more Bible because I guess I wasn't done with the Bible and went into <laughs> did some part time ministry in mostly like uh, worship ministry and administrative stuff hmm. and uh, also at, around that same time in the early two thousands got pulled into or fascinated by technology. And programming software, that kind of stuff. Um, spent some time building my own stuff. Um, worked at Life Church in Oklahoma, building the U Version Bible App and Church Online and Church Metrics and the stuff that Life Church does through their digital missions work. And then left there and start started uh, the company that I run now, which is Serve HQ, which is still church centric, providing software to churches. So,
0: wow, that is fantastic, man! So many different. Uh, um Rabbit trails we could go down right there. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd love to know uh, worship ministry. Okay, so were you leading worship? Were you on a, in a band? How'd that How'd that look for you? Was this early two thousands?
1: Yeah, it was early two thousands. So I well, I put myself through college. I got a scholarship for vocals for voice in college, and um, that's how I was able to pay for college. Okay, and then after that, stayed in worship ministry, leading worship for uh, probably ten years after college until. Until I just got pulled full time into Serve HQ stuff,
0: but okay,
1: um, it was the it was on the leadership side. But I mean, I have played in bands and other stuff like that as like ad hoc stuff.
0: Yeah, well, that was an exciting time. That was kind of like post Worship Wars. <laughs> it was uh, the 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 kids from Passion had won the war, and uh, we were <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Tomlin led the charge, and we were able to sing uh, songs <laughs> with verses. So very exciting time, and and <laughs> so, <laughs> typically. Um, you know, a worship leader and admin, they don't really go together. So no. is that just kind of how you're wired? You you like some of the detail stuff as well as the creative stuff?
1: Well, to be honest, I'm less creative. Um, I'm musically inclined. I'm able to carry a tune and play the guitar. But I am much more oriented toward details and administrative things, which meant that my worship teams were very smooth running, right? Very efficient worship teams. Wow. <laughs> um But, I mean, like, the the churches I served in were not looking for and didn't, like, want from the worship leader, like, deep creativity. They wanted an engaging worship experience that was... You know, like on time. <laughs> that's what it, also the pastor wanted that. So,
0: <laughs> as speaking as a lead pastor, that's all we really care about. You know, just <laughs> yeah. just get done at the right time so right. I can get up there.
1: <laughs> right. Don't don't make the pastor crunched for time because exactly the like, go through the first a, you know, a bunch more times.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because you felt the spirit lead. So uh, <laughs>
1: right. whatever the you Spirit's do, lead. don't do. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that's
0: right, because <laughs> he led me on Tuesday when I wrote the message. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, same
0: person. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's great. So you get into the administrative stuff. You start to see a little bit of the technology, you know, uh, wave that's coming, which is fully overtaken us by now. Um, and then you, you start doing this uh, Serve HQ. So tell our listeners a little bit about this, and we're talking a lot about that this month. And we're so grateful for you being a sponsor. On the podcast, but also a guest. So, tell us a little bit about ServeHQ and and uh, just kind of how you came to that idea.
1: Yeah, so um, the idea came from kind of a mixture of my experiences before I started it. Um, well, first of all, that what ServeHQ is is a, it's a um, a training platform and library to help train volunteers, leaders, and disciples in your church online. Um, the idea coalesced or um, came together after my years at Life Church and working with remote teams and remote remote ministry through church online um, uh, my a couple of experiences after life church where i was working at a uh, as a programmer software programmer at an online training company that trained other programmers so like programmers training programmers and then while i was in around 2014 2015 i was also a part-time associate pastor and i needed to train my own church and in Jacksonville, if, you don't familiar with, if you're not familiar with Jacksonville, it's a very big city, very spread out. And so our church people were spread out. And it was hard to get people to come to training meetings or just kind of like volunteer meetings in general, hard to onboard people really well to volunteer teams, hard to upgrade people from volunteer team members to leaders. So um, I built the first version was a very simple thing just so that my church people could get the training they needed in order to serve well without having to burden them with more and more meetings throughout the week.
0: Boy, that is, the, that is the number one question people are having right now is it is so hard to get people to come to church post-COVID, mm-hmm. let alone come back for meetings. And the, the, the classic three-hour Saturday morning training yep, yep. seems to be a, a thing of the past that used to be, hey, that didn't sound so bad. And now it's, oh, I'd rather have, you know, a root canal. Then show up for that. So, <laughs> this—I mean, this concept is brilliant. Did this happen before, or after you worked on the U Version Bible app?
1: This—this this definitely happened after the U Bible app, and the, and mainly my church experience with church online is what informed um, Serve HQ.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, Life Church has always been ahead of the curve. Um, they're already in the metaverse and and you know baptizing people in their <laughs> yeah. avatars right now. But uh, you know, you, you guys were. We're cutting edge when it came to creating this this Bible app and then the online platform, which so many of us have used and then just took off, obviously during COVID. I'd love to ask you just for a second, you know, yep. I meet pastors all the time that tell me I'm trying to get people back to church, so I'm gonna shut off the online feed. <laughs> I feel like the genie's out of the bottle. You know, we're not we're not getting that back. So no. What are you seeing as the church moves ahead? Because I mean, you're already pretty forward-thinking, working on U Version, but also Serve HQ. Where do you see this all going? Uh,
1: honestly, I see it going hybrid church just in the future. Is and I don't know what it looks like 50 years from now, but for the next 10, to 15 years, probably hybrid church where people connect in person. They want to be able to have access to a church in person with their they see their friends. Um, they get the in-person experience, but um, sometimes life carries you away from being able to attend in person and having access to that same body of believers, the same values, the same mission um, uh, remotely, whether it's online um, through like a video thing or even like on-demand recorded, um, like really good access to good quality pre-recorded stuff from your own church. Um, that is the future. And honestly, that's the present. I mean, that's the present. Uh, and I think it's more a matter of like our pastors right. um, keeping up with with the here and now, not just what's, what's coming next.
0: You know, I love that you categorize that, not 50 years, but 15, because I, I, you know, the way my mind works is, okay, what's the next thing that will last forever? let's get that figured out. And there is no, there is no next thing that lasts forever, right? So we've got to just kind of gradually, uh, well, not gradually, we're in it, but we got to figure out just how to live in it, knowing that it's not forever, but it is for now. So let's, let's crush it as much as we possibly can. Um, I think that's a, man, that's a really helpful clarification for us. So the next 10 to 15 years, Especially, I mean, before we're all, you know, living in Ready Player One, <laughs> we, we really do have this idea of, uh, you know, doing uh, this hybrid life of we're in church, we're online, we're training online. Serve HQ is going to help us with a lot of that. Let's talk a little bit about volunteerism because I think what a lot of pastors are seeing right now is, boy, it is not what it used to be. Like we just said, it's hard to get people to show up for training. It's hard to get people to show up to serve. Uh, this idea of, you know, sit in one service and serve at the next, that's really tough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to the guys at North Point and they were saying that they're seeing a trend where people will come in and do their due diligence of serving and then go home and watch church online. Because yep. they don't like that gap. A lot of churches have 9 and 11 and they got that gap of time or it's just too busy. They don't want to mess with the crowd. What, what are you seeing uh, post, uh, you know, the, the pandemic that uh, is the problem with volunteerism. Uh, why is it such a difficult thing for churches right now?
1: Well, I mean, the, 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 one of the many things happened with the, the pandemic, but one of the things that happened, you mentioned earlier, the genie's out of the bottle, right? So it sort of interrupted in, in, a, long, in, a, in a long-term way, interrupted people's rhythms and, and, and habits. Mm-hmm. And once habits are interrupted, they get replaced by new habits. And then those habits are hard to break. Um, and so, and, and there may be some like deep, deeper spiritual thing to it. I don't really know that. I, I do not have the gift of a discernment when that comes, when it comes to that kind of thing, but it, but it's pretty practical, easily noticeable to say a habit was interrupted. It was replaced by a new habit. And now the job of pastors or maybe the, the, the burden of pastors, maybe not the job, but the burden of pastors is to recognize that new habit and to work, to help people to, to develop new habits that are, that are healthy spiritually, not just to solve the problem of butts and seats, but to help your church people to be healthy spiritually. And if that means a hybrid church model, if that means providing more access, diverse ways of accessing um, the life of your church, um, then you know they should be doing that. Not every church should be moving to a hybrid pr- model. In my opinion, every church needs to be evaluating what's best for their community, not just for their church community, but also their immediate community around their particular campus, whether it's they have one campus like my church or like your church that probably has you know, lots of other people that have, you know, lots of campuses. But like, um, the uh, the assessment of what my church needs to re-engage my people and build really n- new, healthy spiritual habits is, I think, the challenge of past, one of the challenges of pastoring right now.
0: That's really good. I, I love uh, what you just said there. Habits were interrupted. They were replaced by new habits. And I think the the... The knee-jerk reaction for somebody like myself that's, you know, I'm in my 50s, still early 50s, <laughs> um, and, and it, I want people to come back to the, the physical building, but rather than just yelling at them to get back and, re- you know, go back to the old habit, um, I, I've got to find the healthy habit that's next that replaces uh, p- possibly a bad habit, which is not to go to church at all. Right. So. When, when you're talking about, you know, engaging volunteers again, what are you seeing out there that's working, that is creating a new habit? How are people in churches that are engaging volunteers uh, finding success right now?
1: Uh, honestly, the same way that, that really that you always found success with volunteer teams, and that's community. Um, so the... the in the in the past, it wasn't necessarily identified as community, right? It was identified as maybe Sunday school, like long enough ago. If you go further back uh, in, into the where years started with nineteen, uh, so it was Sunday school, or maybe small groups, if you had you know a different name for it or whatever. But they were on campus, they were they were there together on Sunday morning, and those are the people you served with. So I went you know to my group, and we prayed together. We did a little Bible study together. We had some donuts maybe, <laughs> and then those are the also awesome people. Some of those people we served in the next hour together, or in the in between hour. Um, And then we've also, maybe we went to church together in the first hour. So these are the people that my kind of moved with on Sunday mornings. Um, You know, most churches have have replaced Sunday school with at-home Bible studies or at-home small groups or even remote, like video-based small groups. And so that's more difficult on Sunday mornings to develop that that camaraderie, um, that community around serving. Um, but there's still other ways to do that. Right? So there's still um, churches that are having a lot of success with breakfast on Sunday morning, just from a tactical perspective, we can talk about tactics. Um, developing that community through breakfast together on Sunday mornings before they serve. A lot of people like Greek free food, and they'll show up a few minutes early um, to eat some food and to pray together and to get kind of a, a focus on what, like, why did we come early to serve today? Um, and then giving people opportunity to connect outside with their serve teams outside of just the door opening or the teaching um, you know, the felt, the felt boards on Sunday morning, that kind of stuff with the kids, whatever that might be that they're, they're doing <laughs> together. A way to connect outside of serving. Um,
0: you know, you mentioned tactical. Uh, I think that that is our knee-jerk reaction is just to, okay, let's put a Band-Aid on this. What's the bigger question churches should be asking when they see volunteerism down? You know, when we're in the, in the, uh, the conference room with the whiteboard, rather than just, you know, what's, what food do we serve them right. to get them here? Or what incentive do we give them? Uh, what's the bigger question we should be asking when we see that our volunteer numbers are not what they should be?
1: Well oh, goodness. Um, there's there's some some core questions you want to ask um, about how are your how are your volunteers connecting to mission? How are they understanding their role in connecting to the mission to the, to the to the values of the volunteer team, the serving teams, like the the why of showing up? Um, are we doing a good job of connecting those people um, to that deeper mission? And also connecting those people to one another. So like from a, what, what can I, as a pastor, what can I do to to, to, um, to help people to understand the value or help people to find value in showing up to serve, to give instead of to, to just receive and kind of absorb? Um, it's, am I helping them connect to the mission well? Uh, which means a lot of repeti- repetitive things, saying a lot of the same things over and over again, right? You're, you're, you're repeating, constantly repeating your values um, constantly resh- not reshaping, but, um, recasting your values. So, you know, taking the same exact thing and saying it in a slightly different way, just like ad nausea, right. And until you are and like what, at the point where you're tired of it, other people are just starting to pick it up. Right. Um, and so, uh, and then also continuing to ca- connect people to one another in community through or, or related to serving. And, and those are the things that are going to pe- make people want to show up. Um, make people feel like there's a value in showing up beyond just I felt good about you know opening doors this morning or I felt good about hanging, hanging out with the kids this morning. There's only so far that that'll go. The like the good feeling, that warm feeling inside from serving, has got to be connected to something bigger than them, which is community and mission values, purpose, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it seems like you know we 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 read the stories of the churches that are crushing it, and they've got a fancy name, they've got really cool T-shirts. There's a lot of energy and maybe even a pep rally before people go out and serve. <laughs> I think all those things are great, but like you said, they're, it kind of has a short shelf life. Yeah. The times that I saw our church just do really well with with serving was when we were meeting in a movie theater, and it was very obvious if we don't do this, this ain't, this ain't happening today, right? We got to show up and, and set up, and we started having the, the small groups show up together to set up together, so there was a community aspect uh, you know, coupled with the serving, um, I feel like once we got in the building, then it became kind of plugging holes in the dam. You know, you go stand here and do this and show up at this time. Um, how are how are churches kind of recultivating that sense of community uh, and the value of doing this together? Do you see a lot of small groups serving together or do you see serving turning into small groups? Hey, let me interrupt this podcast for just a second. Every church leader knows that having trained and engaged volunteers is essential to successfully accomplishing your mission. But if you're like most leaders, you also know how tricky it can be to onboard and equip people for your team. What if there was a resource that made it easier? Let me recommend Serve HQ to you. Serve HQ is simple video training courses that help you equip volunteers and develop leaders. You can create your own training or use their video library. You can even automate next steps to onboard new people. Check it out at ServeHQ.church. Now back to our conversation. Where do you see serving turning into small groups?
1: You know, that's a you asked the second part of that, and I was going to say the second part of that. So the first thing was like carried over from Sunday School world where. You show up and you, you you go to your Sunday school and then you serve together, or maybe not. Don't serve as an entire group, but you serve with people from your group and different areas of the of the ministry. Um, but the other piece of that is creating community from those serve teams, and so some consistency in the teams that you serve with. So as a, as ministry leaders, work doing your best to not just kind of like fill holes every Sunday with random people that are serving with people they don't know every Sunday. Um, but like every time that person shows up, they show up and they're serving with the same people they showed up with last week or week before. So there's some consistency. That's how you build friends. Like, Oh, I know Susanna's is going to be here this Sunday and she's really funny. So like, I'm like, it's gonna It's going to be a fun time because she always makes me laugh or, you know, uh, or John, he's going to show up and he's always, always concerned. He's always going to pray for me. He's always going to like, give me a good solid hug. And I could probably use a good hug this week from John. You know, um, those are the kind of things that, um, start to build some stickiness to your serve teams, and whether that comes as a result of like these are the people I'm in a group with, and so I show up on Sunday morning and I serve with people from my group, or I show up and serve with these people, and so that pe- those people I serve with become sort of my group. Um, I mean, honestly, it doesn't really matter. It's the people that are sticky, not the not the shirts or the rallies or even the breakfast. Even though I'm I'm, I'm personally motivated by breakfast, but. Not everybody
0: is. <laughs> yeah, but you're down in Jacksonville. That's where the Waffle House is king. And, <laughs> yes. you know, Crystal's even has breakfast. You know, it's the really good stuff. We don't, man, we're all into the overnight oats and the granola bars. So, Oh,
1: no, biscuits and grape beer.
0: Oh, now you're talking, buddy. <laughs> now you're talking. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the element of, of training volunteers. Because there's a lot of pastors out there that think, if you're going to serve in any area of ministry, you need to know our entire history as a church, all of our values, our mission statement, our doctrine. You need to be a, 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 a disciple to the level that you could compete with the Apostle Paul. You know, what, what do you think are the, the essentials, before somebody really serves. And because we don't want to just overwhelm people with information thinking that's going to prepare them to be um, a, a great part of our service team.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in the past, you have limited number of opportunities to get people prepared to serve, ready to serve. Right. Um, and and that's because you had a training meeting and then you had a shadowing Sunday morning. You just, Like say, hey, just show up. I know you don't know at, at all what's going on, but you'll be, you know, you'll be working with John and you're going to shadow John for for the Sunday and then you'll know what's going on. Um, and so that was your, like your opportunity to train people, get them ready for, to serve. And then from that point on, it's like, Hey, just ask questions when you don't know what to do. Just ask me and anybody going into a job, like an actual paid job would feel like that's an inadequate amount of, of, of training to be able to do a job. And our volunteers are, are, are working in jobs. You know, they're, it's an hour a week or two hours a week. Um, but it's a specific task that we expect them to do. uh, and they need to be prepared for it. Um, but so the mindset shift from, okay, maybe they come to a training meeting, possibly, probably not if it's just a new person, um, but they really the, really the main training is they show up and they shadow somebody that's already doing that job is, uh, is not going to be, is, is, is never was really and is not going to be good enough. Um, so uh, it wasn't good enough for me in 2015 either. So like I was, I was where every other ministry leader was. This, uh, this tool that we created, Survey HQ, training, trained up online, Um, allows you to be able to onboard people. So if we're talking about new volunteers, onboard people in a way that is, uh, easily accessible. So it's not going to take a ton of time out of their, their schedule. You don't have to call a new meeting. You don't have to have, you don't have to like make it every once every quarter kind of thing. So people have to wait to start serving because they have to wait for the next meeting to start, you know, to, to happen.
0: Mm. um,
1: and people can get their training. They can, they can learn the, the basics, the very beginning of what they need to know to get started. Now, it's not going to make them a fantastic small group leader. It's not going to make them the most engaging you know, uh, kindergarten uh, Sunday school teacher kind of thing. Um, but it's going to get them ready to serve, which is sort of our marker, our baseline for going from I would love to serve and I'm, I'm interested in being, joining a serve team to I can start and I can know what I'm doing. Um, and uh, train up helps make that really easy. I'm going to pitch a little bit here. Train it makes it really easy because it's just some simple videos pre-recorded, watch a video, answer a few follow-up questions, and then like string those videos together so there's four or five videos. And once they've watched all videos, it took them 15 or 20 minutes. They've answered some questions so that you, as the leader, know that they understood what they were watching. Um, and they're ready to serve, you know, about that next Sunday. So instead of a, a multi-week process or a having to shadow, and then the shadowing is different every time somebody joins the team. Um, It's a really consistent, quick way to onboard people to a team.
0: Okay, so walk me through this. If I'm a a church leader and I want to use Serve HQ, am I creating videos to put on there? Do you already have some stock videos on there? Walk me through this process.
1: We do. We have a library of uh, about a 1,000 videos. or They're pre-created modules, so it's videos with follow-up questions um, that you can use right off the bat or right out of the gate. Uh, they are pretty generic and apply to most churches for high-level kind of best practices things, but every church is different, and so our system also has a really simple tool to create your own videos, so you can mix-match Our videos that are kind of generic high level best practices with your own very specific training for your own ministry. So things like, you know, in our training, it would be if you're a greeter training kind of thing or first impressions, things like chew some gum before you start so that you're not like knocking people in the face. You know, open a door before they show up to the door. Don't wait for them to get the door and open it. You know, open it while they're still walking toward you. You know, Smile. On a Sunday morning, like act like you're happy to be there. So that's like the high level generic best practices stuff for greeters. But you, you have specific doors that need to be opened for specific people. You have specific things that your greeters should be saying on a Sunday morning. So you can record your own videos, Mm. express and train the specifics to your specific ministry area in your church, your language, your vision, your values, and mix that with best practices stuff that every church wants to be able to explain pop some gum in your mouth, um, but, you know, we've already said it for you.
0: Does it address the uh, the problem that there's a craze going on that everybody feels like they need to be taking a garlic pill? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You yes. You just know who they are. I mean... <laughs> No one had you know pesto this early in the morning, no. and that is clearly a garlic pill that they 've claimed to be odorless, and it ain 't odorless no it never is it 's strong uh, and then you got the coffee breath too i yep. I think I always have that, so i 'm always scared of it, so i 've always got altoids and Same. i don 't know if that actually helps so okay, so you can create some of your own, you have some stock videos that is that 's fantastic stuff if i if I put videos on there, are they going to be used by other churches? Are they, are they part of this library now that other people use? So I could be
1: using Craig Groeschel's
0: and he could be using mine?
1: Uh, we do have some videos from other churches, but that's because we, they, they made some really great stuff and we requested to put those in our library. But everybody's videos are private to their own account. Um, so there's not going to be any, like, any other churches that are seeing your stuff and using your stuff without your permission. It's all private to your own account.
0: What's the funniest video somebody's put up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, there was this one children's ministry training that was, I mean, like it was private to their account, so I didn't like do anything with it, but it was pretty off the rails with the antics, like the, the production of like acting over the top to get their like to convey what, how to, how to have energy on a Sunday morning with kids. Um, it was really funny. Like the, the ministry leader was in like a clown, like a clown outfit and oh. like, explaining, okay, we're not, you don't have to wear a clown outfit, but we want the energy like there for the kids to have a good time. So,
0: off off topic, have you seen the video of the church? And hopefully, this isn't your church. That did a passion play, but all the characters were the Avengers. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Iron Man was dying for our sins, and
1: uh, oh, no, I didn't see that.
0: He, he was singing, uh, "I get knocked down, but I get up again." Oh, I mean, it's no. just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it's, it's out there. Well, hopefully, we can create a video for you that uh, <laughs> y- you'll it'll go viral. Um, so this is uh, this is great for helping training uh, leaders. And I, I just want to echo this for all of our listeners. If you are a leader in a church, suggest this to the powers that be. And if you lead a church, check this out because it is a really simple way to train your volunteers without having to have the 9 to noon uh, service or uh, training service there at your church. So I want to ask you about this, Scott. Uh, I, it's, it's one thing to get up as a, as a communicator and bang the drum for we need more people serving on the weekends, but I got this group of people that are slowly taking over the church called Gen Zs and Millennials that think, why would I serve in here when I can go out there? and serve the homeless, or the hurting, or develop a nonprofit, or those kind of things. Um, has the idea of serving in a church just seemed too selfish?
1: That's a great question.
0: Uh,
1: I mean, not for me. It's difficult to answer that, because I'm an older millennial. Uh, like, I barely squeak in at the upper end of millennials, and so I, I have a difficult time sometimes understanding my own generation. And certainly, Gen Z is a bit of a mystery to me. <laughs> um, but I mean, you just make—I I think you. I would— I would estimate that you make the case that um, it's a both and not an either or thing Mm. that a life where you, where you box the way that you serve people into like this task that I do. And like, that's how I give to other people um, is a misunderstanding of how we give our lives away for the good of others. So, Uh, and, but that's like something that you like lace into sermons and you lace into Bible studies and you lace into the worship, like the, the lead ups to worship, like what the worship leader says that when we're giving our way our lives for the good of others, it's not an hour on Sunday. And then the soup kitchen on Saturday, Mm. um, it's a completely different perspective on how we serve others. Um, and I think that's the kind of thing that resonates and honestly with any generation, um, but it's not an either or thing. If I'm, if I'm going to have an hour a week where I give it to somebody else, it's going to be in a soup kitchen. That's just a completely misunderstanding, uh, a complete misunderstanding of Jesus' call to us.
0: That's a really good word. We have compartmentalized everything, haven't we?
1: Yeah. I mean, even, even me, I mean, like I, I do the same thing when it comes to, you know, other things that are valuable, right? My health and fitness or my time with my kids. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play with them for this hour. And that's going to be my parenting. Like That's not at all how parenting works. But we like, I got that parenting in, or I got my workout in, and like, that's my health, or that's my parenting. Right. And that's how we approach our our faith life as well. That's just not going to work. It's going to be disappointing. It's going to be empty soon.
0: Right. And I think it'd be good for us as leaders to uh, allow our people to have certain rhythms of serving, rather than feeling like they need to do it until Jesus returns. (laughs) It's okay for people to come in and serve, you know, just for a season, and then move on to something else, because... That's, that's their niche. Yep. And we probably shouldn't think that every teacher that does it professionally Monday through Friday wants to be a teacher on Sunday as well. They might like to do something else. <laughs> yes.
1: In fact, maybe they specifically don't want to be around kids on a Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, I'm going to give you one last shot at our audience. Tell them why they should sign up for Serve HQ. All
1: right, simply just give, your, give yourself and your church members a break. Um, from the, the endless meetings, the endless training meetings and the show-ups early for, for, you know, show up early this day for another training. Um, make it really easy on yourself. You can say it one time, do the training one more time, but record it and then put it on trained up in a series of, of short, you know, break it into small videos, three or four minutes long each, add some follow-up questions. And then you're done with the saying of those, those that, that information transfer. That way in the future, when you're in person with your people, you can just vision cast, you can connect with them on a more personal level, and it's not just training, getting them up to speed on things. And then for your church people, give them a break. Like They do their best. They, 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 they believe in the mission. They want to be there. But the more that you ask them to show up early or to show up after or to uh, show up on a different day, it's going to make it harder and harder for them to um, really stay in love with and stick you know stick to your ministry team. And so make it online, just like everything else is online. Um, and let them watch the videos and get up to speed and ready to serve on their own time. That way, they show up ready, happy, engaged, ready to go, rather than showing up kind of like oh, we got to listen to you know the 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 bullet list that we uh, of of the new curriculum or the new policy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, give yourself and your church people a break. Sign up for Survey HQ and make training really easy for yourself.
0: That's great. Okay, so as a guy who's done some online courses, am I able to watch this on? three times speed and then skip the questions or act like I've been there and I haven't,
1: you can watch it on extra fast speed. Uh, I, I listen to my podcast on extra fast speed, but you can't skip the questions. The questions are mandatory. Okay. Like th- that's how you know, did they understand it? Not just did they watch it, but did they understand the information that you gave them? Exactly. Um, so you can't skip the questions, but you can watch it full screen, small screen, fast, slow, scroll back and watch it again. If you missed it, all that kind of stuff.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, man, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much, Scott. And uh, really appreciate what you're doing. It's blessing a lot of churches. I uh, hope you have a great, great fall and uh, your uh, Florida Gators uh, have a good year. So thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you to Scott for being a participant on the podcast and a thank you to him for sponsoring our podcast this month. Go to servehq.church for more information. Hey, next week we'll be back with uh, just one of my closest friends in the world. He's been a mentor to me. He's the first guy that hired me. His name is Monty Wilkinson. He pastors a church out in Kentucky. Monty and I worked together for nine years and two summers previous uh, as I was his intern. He's got some uh, fun dirt on me, but we talk a lot about influence, we talk about interns, we talk about church transitions, And Monty is just one of the wisest guys I know, and he is going to give life wisdom for us and teach us how to make it simple. So make sure you join us next week for that. I want to thank everybody who has shared these episodes and has written a review. Please continue to do that. It helps us get the word out. And thank you to Scott Magdalene for being a guest today and a sponsor through ServeHQ.Church. Well, you guys have a great week, and as always, keep it simple.